Welcome to the Unbreakable and Fearless Podcast. I'm JC, current collegiate student athlete and owner of Unbreakable Female Athlete. Candice, current college coach and owner of Fearless and Capable. We are teaming up to bring perspectives as a coach and as an athlete that hit on topics and issues that we face as women in sport. Join us as we build on a friendship of more than 10 years and get real about what is happening. And how we can make tomorrow better for women in sports. It's always me and technology. All right. (laughs) So, JC, how are you? I'm good. How are you? How was your weekend, your week? It's been good. I'm out of season technically, so there does feel like a bit of a breath to be taken. um, And that's always good. But yeah, how about you? Yeah, out of season going into like the winter grind. So it's exciting. Lots of work to be done. You know that it's going to be a lot of hard work, but it'll pay off. So it's exciting. Well, you got to tell yourself it will yeah. pay off. Um, yeah, well. and speaking, speaking of paying off, um, we're going to talk today about kind of the work that we individually do mm-hmm. and what we believe and what we've seen in terms of impacting the next generation. And to clarify next generation, I, I think we're both in a very general way, probably targeting uh, women um, Mm -hmm. and anybody of of marginalized uh, representation. And then also, I think we're talking young and old, if I'm not to speak for you, but I think that's where we're both at. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone and everyone looking to empower, inspire. And I think even the next generation, just based off of how culture is today, I mean, there are amazing women that it older ages, the ones that maybe we don't think are this like next generation, they're the 50, 60 year old women that are talking and speaking up and saying, these have been my life experiences. And what we're experiencing sometimes today is, is not old news. It's actually been there for a really long time. And sometimes that's, that's helpful to have their voice. But I did want to start throw by throwing you a little bit on the, uh, on the hot seat. Mm-hmm. JC, what are some impactful memories from your more young days, your youth, um, that you think when you say, okay, this has impacted me as as a child, that probably makes who I am today possible? Anything sticking out in your mind when I ask you that question? Yeah, I think the first thing that I think of, and obviously like grew up playing soccer, so my biggest inspiration was the U.S. women's soccer team. And all of those big names, Carly Lloyd, Alex Morgan, Megan Rapino, you know, the list goes on. And so I think those girls, well, women, um, but like just watching them grow up as obviously as I grew up, I'm, you know, have been watching um, them play and just how they fight for equality in terms of um, equal pay, how they fight for gender equity. And so I think that those are like, those women were my biggest inspiration and people that I always relate back to. I continuously, even considering I'm a rower now, like I will still relate back to thinking about Alex Morgan, you know, puts on her. I, I used to wear um, the pink um, pre-wrap because she always wore it and she still wears it. But like, it, I even just the little things, you know what I mean? Like I looked yeah. at them so much that like I wanted to look like them. I wanted to everything that, because they look like me, like they're women mm-hmm. soccer players who are badass and driven and 
I realized that I could be like them someday and obviously in a different space now, but I can still be a badass female athlete who still um, integrates, you know, the values and morals that they do. Yeah, no, it's, it's funny when you say those players and then like my youth career Mm -hmm. is me and Michelle Akers and uh, you know, so many others, but Brianna Scurry and all those, but you know, I think, I remember going to my first national team game in Chicago at Soldier Field, the old Soldier Fields, and mm-hmm. seeing those players up close because we weren't seeing them on television. The only time yeah. we were seeing them was like a Women's World Cup, you know, and, and I do. I specifically remember, and this is kind of those impact moments, uh, it was the 99. It was the iconic Randy Chastain PK and, yeah, you know, that whole game. And I remember – I'm sitting, so going to date myself. I'm, you know, kind of in middle school. Yeah, middle school by my years, early middle school. And I'm watching the game and our phone rings. And it is my club coach, who's a female, and was fortunate to have a young female or a female coach when I was younger. She had a baby while we were coaching. So, like, this whole thing about being a mom and coaching, like it all seemed possible to me. Um, kind of mm-hmm. same to you. Like, how do you see it happening? Yeah. I could be that. And yeah. anyway, so she calls me in the middle of the game and she says, I can see you there, Candace. I want you to know I could see you playing in a game like this. Now I totally disappointed her. I never played in a game that high <laughs> level. However, though, that belief, that statement, that extra attention, that just motivation to say, I could see you doing that was huge. Yeah. And I, I, it's huge in terms of just even the feelings I have right now, remembering the moment of what it felt like for someone to feel like they saw me and saw a goal I had and believed in my ability to accomplish it outside of my parents, you know, kind of Mm -hmm. being the teenager that we all are is like, okay, whatever you're, whatever you're my parents, you have to. So yeah, I think those are those things that it's, is one as coaches, I try to remember that there will be things that I do that I may not intentionally do or intentionally do that could have an impact, good or bad, on an athlete. Yeah. And so how do I want them to leave whatever conversation or moment we have? Do they feel more empowered, um, even if it's critiques, or do they feel less than? And and that's being one of my goals and and everything I do, I don't 100% achieve that. I know I'm not perfect, and it's something that I have to reflect on. And I do a lot better job coming back now to apologize when my intentions were not what I ultimately meant. But those moments are impactful. And so you today are just one, obviously, a badass woman. You're grateful. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, you're doing fantastic things. You're uh, a role model in so many ways. And, and I've seen this when I got to coach you for a few years and even when I wasn't coaching you and I would see you and the group of, you know, young women that I had coached walking mm-hmm. down the, the sidewalk to your training sessions or just out and about, you know, and even when you went to college and knowing you were going to row and just the contact you and I, and you and I have had through the years, you know, what, what does all of this mean? What is all the work you're doing today meaning for this next mm-hmm. generation that's going to come up and, you know, feel free to hit on any, Age group range you want. Well, I think that the biggest thing and kind of leading into Unbreakable and our mission is just, and I've incorporated this into what I say is like educate, inspire, and empower. And I think those three words are so huge because, first of all, educating women on 
girls and women of all ages on just the various resources. So I'm looking at, I think just becoming like a more well-rounded 21 year old. So I, I have education on various policies that we can look to move the dial forward and invest time in, invest energy into, you know, various policies that are um, supporting the growth of women's sports. And then I said, inspire. And obviously I just want to post anything and everything. Like, like you said, the words that you say, it's really important to know that the words that you put out there, a lot of people will reflect on continuously over and over again. Like if I hear words from a coach that, you know, I, I still ruminate on words that I heard from a coach like 12 years ago, you know, and it could be really motivating and inspiring words, or it could be words that just left me, you know, with like a, oh, that made me kind of feel like shit. Yeah. Yeah. A trigger. Like no one wants to leave somewhere feeling like shit. So remember like always trying to uplift one another and inspire. And so that's really what I'm focusing on is just like inspiring individuals and sending like your teammates, sending maybe a young high school girl, like, Hey, I've seen you, you're killing it. You're, you're badass. Keep it up. Like if you see something, say something like if people are doing well or just continuing to inspire others and then lastly, empower. And I think empower, you could take empower in so many different ways. And I think mm-hmm. that I'm trying to empower by putting out on every social media platform, anyone that I meet wearing unbreakable, mm-hmm. wearing things that say women belong in sports. I right. just want people, I want to continuously let people know that women do belong in sports. Like we're badass. We yeah. are so capable of so many different things. And Seeing people, like, seeing people rep that and seeing people be proud of that can help inspire someone else, you know, to be proud of their identity. And so as a 21-year-old college Mm -hmm. athlete who, you know, shows up every day and isn't always, doesn't always feel like I have the whole world behind me, you know, because I don't have the whole world behind me. Let's be for real. I I posted a TikTok the other day. Um, I saw on social media someone was like, showing up I don't even know what the sound was it was about like showing up to the stands and seeing all your fans and like if you've ever been to a rowing race you know how many fans <laughs> are not very many like it's you know like some moms and dads some grandma and grip like no I'm putting in 20 plus hours and yeah no I don't see 80,000 people show up to my race yeah. so I think you have to be the motivator and you have to be the person that's inspiring others because there are a lot of people that aren't going to be behind you, but if you can be that person for someone else, they can continue on to be that person, you know, for the next generation and so on and so forth, or even for people in their own generation. And so that's how I see it as like being a 21 year old college athlete. And I'm sure it's different coming from, you know, you've been through the college athlete side of things. And now you're a coach who, you know, that like what you say impacts the next generation. Oh yeah. And even thinking about, my time as a player and what coaches impact had mm-hmm. short-term and long-term is, is huge. Um, and I, you know, I, one of the things I think is interesting when I'm trying to think about even my generation and, and those a little bit older than me of trying to figure out how do we educate, inspire and empower your age group? You know, those mm-hmm. women that are coming you're in the world. I, I don't know, like college, it is a bubble. Like, I'm not going to say it's not a bubble, but like you yeah. are in a lot of ways still involved with the world. And I think social media allows that, that feeling and that availability of the world to come into your everyday, unlike it was, you know, 
date myself. Like the Facebook was essentially, you had to have the college email address to even access it back in the day. But, you know, how can my generation of Mm -hmm. a lot of coaches that have been doing this for a little bit, how can we educate your age group more? Like, what could we be doing? Is it social media? Is it seminars? Like, what the heck is it to reach you guys? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, for me personally, I feel like it's been social media. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, social media, you know, like people that are 60, 70, they're like, God, you guys don't get off social media. But like, it it is our world now. And it's so cool because you get to connect with different athletes from around the world. Like that's Mm -hmm. what I found is so interesting is I have rowing is huge, as I've said, like over in the UK and I've so many badass female athletes and even men who want to support female athletes and do whatever they can that I've met over in the UK that like when I went over to England this summer that I got to meet up with and we get to, you know, brew and talk about how things are working in the United States and like what Mm -hmm. they're doing in the UK and how can we work together to do globally. So I think if coaches take social media and really use and understand that like the platforms that they have and what they put out on that platform, people like people will invest into that. People will buy into that. And the words you say, and I, th- I think I'll keep coming back to that because like that's something that the words you say really matter and will yeah. really stick with people. So be cognizant of the words that you're putting out there, because if you're like, ah, yada, 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 you know, some people well, will take you, that to heart. It will. And I think as a coach, like I do have my own social media channels. I obviously have the fearless and capable channels, but then I have my own and to be frank and honest with you, JC, I haven't figured out TikTok. I have not figured, yeah. I barely Snapchat and then it was done. You know, like, yeah. so these are the things that I, I, and it's not the lack of wanting, and there is a part of that. There's a lack of it, but there's certainly a piece that yeah. I do have my own opinions and I do get a little nervous about what I'm going to put out and how that could impact the athletes that I particularly work with in terms mm-hmm. of having my own voice and, and opinions. But I do think the benefits uh, outweigh any sort of negatives to it by allowing them to follow me on social media, to see pictures of my kids, to remember that's an identity I have. Yeah. Um, obviously, this you know this past year with the Guardian and the articles about my experiences, um, you know, being sexual uh, sexual assault survivor mm-hmm. victim, whatever word you lived experience you choose to use. Uh, but you know, from that it's not like it's a discussion point. I mean, I'll say that, like I do set boundaries in terms of what players will know, but I do have a piece and part of me that realizes that by showing them, I have a voice, I have opinions, they will agree or disagree, but they know that I'm someone that is focused on things like empowerment and education. And, you know, I think it does create a better relationship. So if somebody is not social media, heavy they don't see it as something they either believe in or can use or whatever what are other things coaches and players need to be doing to kind of help those generations and I and I say this from think about not only as a as a coach I'm relying when I recruit at you on you kind of my generation to connect with you but then also what your generation can do to incoming you know potential student athletes yeah. in the legion environments or high schools like how do those groups kind of mesh together to do those three things of educate inspire and empower what can we do better? Yeah, well, I think first it's awesome that like you do put out there like who you are and your different identities because it does allow athletes to see that 
that can be them. You know, like we talked about, like you see on TV, like I can grow up and I can be a college soccer coach. You know, some people Mm -hmm. don't have that like even idea or representation or someone in their viewpoint to even know that they can do that. So seeing that you have been capable and you're able to do that, that's something that's huge. So good for you. Good job. Thank Thank you, you. JC. I I still need a lot of help. Like, oh, it's so bad. I like cringe every time I do something and I'm like, okay, is that? No. Uh, But anyways, I get it. I get it. It it It's okay. I do that too. Um, Yeah, I do that too. Um, I think in terms of if you don't have social media, like be allowing yourself to be a presence that's really involved. Like maybe not take a, not take a step back. Be, I mean, being involved is, you know, obviously subject to different things, but like putting out there that like, Hey, like let's sit down and maybe as a team, um, let's have conversations surrounding and like being, how can we empower one another? Like bringing in different various resources. How can we empower, you know, like putting that within the team and giving the resources so that that, that conversation can continue on within the team, which is, those are going to be your big outlets of people that are going to go and inspire the next generation. Because if it's one person speaking to, you know, one person, that's one person that's going to go inspire. But if you're speaking to your team of 40 girls, those 40 girls get to go reach out and it's going to be um, like a a water drop effect. I don't even know. I think that's what it's something like that. You know, the ripple effect, the ripple effect, ripple, ripple, water drip. We got it. Same thing. Same thing. Yeah. So being involved and, not taking a back seat on those conversations, wanting to be engaged and wanting to learn and educating yourself because I mean, yeah. we can all learn. Every single one of us can continue to learn, can continue to educate ourselves. It doesn't matter how old or young yeah. we are. So taking that initiative and then leading the conversations, but also letting, you know, your players lead it or um, yeah. coaches, like assistant coaches, it just being a whole, a culmination of people that are working together towards one I think cool the social media gives everybody a chance to have a voice right so yeah. if you sit in a group you and I, I I love you but you're a loud mouth just like me right like we're yeah, gonna dictate yeah. a lot of the conversation it's yeah not, it's what's gonna happen and it's not because I mean I do struggle with silence do you struggle with moments of silence yeah I do yeah I've had to learn how to like be okay in those moments but Social media gives the chance for people to have a voice when maybe their mm-hmm. physical voice isn't something that they utilize very often. So I love yeah. what you're saying by creating spaces where if you're not engaged in a social media, almost creating a social media type environment where everyone yeah. does have an opportunity to speak, give opinions, be empowered to, to mm-hmm. share, feel seen and valued. Here's the thing that I think is an interesting piece when I talk about the next generation. With social media, and I don't know it's to blame social media, but I do see this correlation. Because on social media, you have a chance to put something out, and then people will respond to it, positive or negative, and then you get the choice to either keep it there or delete it, right? That's essentially kind of, I get to take that statement back if I want to. Yeah. The issue I see sometimes, and what I'm trying to help with the next generation from my side, is that when we have a conversation, there's no deleting it and then it's gone. Like you've said mm-hmm. what you've said. So how, like a lot of words I try to go, okay, so if you have that statement, well, why do you believe it? And giving them yeah. space to have to defend or elaborate yeah. or articulate what their ideas or thoughts are. Um, and that would be something from my generation that I feel like sometimes in the next is like, well, this is what I believe. Well, I'm like, all right, that's, that's fine. But why, what are the whys? Mm-hmm. And I think that is something that, I've 
I found you to do so well is articulating what's unbreakable means, like who you are and what you stand for. And that's something that I think blends both worlds. You have this impact and a social media platform that you can take your words back and erase, but you also have mm-hmm. a capability, JC, to, to have conversations and elaborate yeah. and, and be articulate in your ideas and thoughts. And so that's something that, you know, I, I see a lot that could be better because a talking head is just a talking head mm-hmm. um, and we disengage. So how do you create safe spaces where everyone feels value seen and able to contribute, but then also is challenged to express ideas and thoughts and opinions? Do you see others your age yeah. struggle with that having to, they feel like they're defending when it's like, it's not defending. It's just giving me more information. Yeah. And that's where I think like you need to be educated, like always continuing to educate yourself because a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people that are maybe, okay, well, they're like puppets, you know, like the their parents have been pulling the strings their whole lives. So here they are, they go into college and like, here's my opinion on something, but I don't have a reason. Like you said, I don't have a why because I don't have the education on it. So yeah. always continuing to ed- educate yourself and just, yeah, inform yourself, keep your knife sharp and know like, though, that's kind of how I think it, like knife, brain, whatever you want to say, keep, keep yourself yeah. sharp so that you have, make your argu- argument stronger. Like if you believe something really passionately, yeah. then the more information you have, you could sit here and you could tell me, oh, the color blue is the best color and then give me a hundred reasons why. And that maybe I'll be blue will be my favorite color. You know, like you'll continue to get other people to hop on your train and it'll continue to grow a movement. So yeah, Yeah. I think the biggest thing is just educating yourself so that you have reasons to back up your why. And that is definitely a big disconnect. I think because like you said, social media is so easy. I could just be like, Yep. Women are badass. We're great in sports. You should show us on TV. Boom. That's it. And then people are going to be like, well, yada, yada, yada. Here's all these, but let me back up facts. You know, us women's soccer team has generated more viewers than the men's team. So like yeah. we do deserve equal pay, yeah. you know? So yeah. when you have facts to back it up and people are like, okay, yeah, I understand now. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of the relationship between coaches and athletes that has to mm-hmm. improve um, is the why, like, if I'm going to say you need to do something, I, to me, my role is to give you the why and to Mm -hmm. then give you a resource. Or if Mm -hmm. I can't find a resource, my goal is to get a a resource that can give you a resource, if that makes any sense. And I think this is the question I wanted to ask you in particular. And by the way, for like our listeners, None of this is rehearsed. Like JC is totally getting put on the spot by me right now. And I (laughs) love the pressure that she's getting put under because this is where like her sharpened knife really comes out. Um, Not to use her words, but to totally use her words. So (laughs) JC, if we're thinking about the next generation and the, the young girls and the women that are coming up in sports in particular, when we talk about the who is making impacts and the choices they make to engage with those people that are impactful or not, like what are some of the biggest advice pieces you can give them in terms of saying that is someone that will educate, inspire, empower me. And these are people that are not going to do that. And how do you separate that? How do you create Bridges you maybe burn and bridges you don't. Like, how do you make those decisive decisions between all of that? Yeah. So, okay. One thing that I 
So I've been doing like a lot of research on women in sport and girls in sport in general. And there was a study done by Always, which is the pad company. And it was a study on 1,000 girls ages 16 to 24. And 60, okay, the, the statistic is might be a little inaccurate. It's 60-some percent said that they feel that society doesn't place an importance on girls being in sports, so they dropped out of sport. So that being said, I think when you're looking at, you know, your A person and your B person, who's going to, who's going to be really creating this educating, inspiring, empowering, um, type of, you know, embodying that idea. I think it's someone that continuously is saying, putting, pressing an importance on, um, women in sport and girls in sport and saying like, this is a space that you should be in, you can be in you will excel in and tying back into how you speak to your athletes and how you speak to, and this can be a coach. This can be a parent. This can be, you know, Mm -hmm. just a fan of viewer. It's watching your language on social media continuously time and time again. I see people who say women don't belong in sports. Mm -hmm. I don't want to watch your, I don't want to watch because you know, it's played better by men comments Mm -hmm. like that. And that, to me, I mean, obviously I've got a hard head, so I'm going to sit here and be like, you know, mm-hmm. screw you. I'm going to continue to excel and I'm going to use right. those words to fuel my fire. But a lot of people will read that and be like, you, you're right. Society doesn't want me in sport. So mm-hmm. the more you sit here and you're like, you deserve to be in this space. I'm going to support you in any way I can. I'm going to find ways to elevate your game mentally, um, physically, however mm-hmm. it may be, however it looks to support someone. That's the type of person that I would want in my corner. Anyone yeah. that sits there and says, eh, you know, okay, mm-hmm. but it is played by better by men or, okay, but, you know, mm-hmm. I don't even know. I, I don't compare apples to apples because that's, it's not the case. Right. Um, just continue to support. And mm-hmm. that's, that's really, yeah, you're right. I am on the spot. But, like, in my head, the, the person <laughs> I want in my corner is someone that's going to sit here and fight for me and say, you deserve to be a female athlete and you deserve to compete just as much as men deserve to compete. And I, I don't want to be, sharpen. I don't want to be sharp in the knife. Yeah. Right. I don't want to be compared to men because like, we're not the same. Like, if, yeah. of course we're not the same, but I mean, I see myself as more badass because I have to go up against all <laughs> these people that say you don't deserve to be in sport or no one wants to watch your sport or no one. The only reason you're playing mm-hmm. is because you're funded by men. Like, I don't want to be compared because we're really not the same. So no. Yeah. There's my answer. Well, what would you say is your answer? Because mine was a yeah. little prolonged. No, I put you on the, no, I put you on the spot and I think you sharpen the knife at the end, especially when, you know, you talk about the people in your corner. And so one of the activities that I had, I'm in this mastermind group and um, for college coaches. And we were asked today, three things that drain us and three things that drive us. And I think if you put that in the context of people, who drains you and who drives you. And so those are kind of, a, I think, a good way when you're looking at, all right, you know, who, who do I follow on a social media channel? Um, or who as a coaching staff that drains me versus drives me? Um, and, you know, sometimes those can be mixed bags. You know, there's things that I'm certain I can do that drain certain 
student athletes and other things that drive. Uh, but I have to be aware of that in my role that I know this will work for this group and this works mm-hmm. for that group. And I can't only do this way. I have to do both and I have to yeah. find ways to compensate. Um, so that's something that I think is, is a good reflection point to try to go, okay, well, this person just drains me. So if this is a draining feeling that is not a draining of good, it's a draining of toxicity or negativity. Why am I spending my time here? Why don't I spend more time with the people that drive me by the, what they mm-hmm. say, even if they're challenging me and they don't agree with me, but their information, their education, the way they inspire, empower me, even if I disagree at the end of the day, their point is positive and I can, I feel motivated. Yeah. Then those are the people I want to have in my corner. I want them to be backing me are the people I want to follow. And that's kind of what I think I try to strive to do as much as possible is be one of those drivers that motivates and inspires, but understanding it's not always like in like hugs and unicorns and rainbows things are gonna sometimes be blunt but I wanted to end this really quick with a letter that I got um because I think the other part of impacting the next generation is also the generations thanking the generations above and how that actually keeps those older generations still going because they're still used, there's still information, there's still impact. So I'm gonna read you this. Thank you for being the most supportive, encouraging, inspirational, motivating, and hardest working coach I ever had. You definitely left the longest impact on me. I am so happy to see all that you do and how much you guys are thriving. Come to Iowa City sometime to see some rowing. I'll give you a call and I'll I'll give you a boathouse tour. Great luck with college coaching and fearless and capable. Love JC Hall. This is a letter <laughs> that is like right above my stuff. And it's not just because of today's conversation. Like these are things that you didn't have to write that. And it, even if I'm not just saying it as that next generation is, is looking at it, it is going, okay, someone's listening. And it yeah. gives you that motivation to do the next thing and inspire the next person and help the next person. So I'm very cognizant to try to find moments. And I actually last week was in a conversation with a woman that I go, you probably don't realize, but I was at my first regional camp on the first time as a regional staff. And I was your assistant and you let me do a halftime talk. And you were the only person all week long that said, Candice, do you have something else to add as an assistant coach in that space? You were the mm-hmm. only one to give me a voice the whole week. And she was like, oh. I, go, I know you don't remember me. And she was like, no, but I was like, but that <laughs> moment meant a lot yeah. to me. And like, she was kind of like, oh, and I go, those are the things you don't realize. So that's kind of how I wanted to think that in this call is one. Thank you, JC, for being an impact on my generation, on me. Um, and thank you for doing what you're doing for the next generation. Um, I'm hopeful that everything you're doing with Unbreakable, the stuff I'm doing with Fearless and Capable, we leave this game better, which I think is is both a common goal we have. So yes, thank you, and I'm so glad you still have that letter. I really, I totally agree. I think it's so important, and I sent that because, I mean, obviously, I've said this before. Like you left the lasting impact on me, and I, I love, I like writing out little letters because I, I get them myself, like little. I'll get mm-hmm. uh, mail and I'll be like, oh, I keep all of it. I keep every single piece of mail yeah. that I get because it is something that keeps driving me. It's like, okay, you're right. Someone is listening and I need to get back to work. And what can yeah. we do to further this conversation? So 100%. thank you. And thank you for yeah. all you're doing with Fearless and Capable. And I love that our spaces connect and intertwine and yeah. we're just working towards a common goal. So it's super yeah. cool. Absolutely. We'll get to the training room. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and- <laughs> Until next time, we'll see you later. Okay? Yes, thank you. Bye.
Thank you for listening to the Unbreakable and Fearless podcast. JC and I are working to make the conversations between coaches and players more productive and honest. We would love for you to subscribe to Unbreakable and Fearless wherever you find your podcasts. Like what you hear today? Then share the show with your colleagues, friends, and family. Interested in learning more about JC? Visit www.unbreakablefemaleathlete.com. Want to check out what Candace is up to? Then visit www.fearlessandcapable.com. More episodes to come, and until then, embrace the unbreakable and fearless spirit.